What the deal, Playboy? What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast, man. And you know I hate to do an episode without my dog Keith, but whenever he can't show up, always got a special guest coming through, man. And this one is a good one, man. It's my dog, it's my partner, it's my guy, Speck. What it do, brethren? Sir, how's it going, man? Chilling, chilling. I like, I like this shit because it look like it's like via satellite, but you're like literally like right, <laughs> right here. <laughs> like, Nick, hold on, I'm just gonna adjust your camera a little bit. I got my fucking ironing board in the shot and everything right now. Shout out to everybody watching us on YouTube. If you can see us out there, man, um, show some love. Leave, subscribe, leave a rating, like. You know what I'm saying? Uh, show some love to the podcast. Wherever you know, saying you do pod, you get your podcast from. Just leave a rating, leave a like, leave a review. You know what I'm saying? And we gonna keep rocking for y'all. But Spec, how you been, man? What's good, brother? Chilling, man. Doing this uh, recording a little early today. Still kind of waking up. It's early to you. <laughs> it kind of is. No, I went to bed late, so okay, yeah. Early. And you had like a busy week, man. You went out and seen the um. Comedy show, yeah. yeah uh, we'll, we'll talk about Chris that a little Rock bit later. And, uh, Kev Hart, yep, yep. We're gonna talk about that a little bit later. Get into that. Um, but I know how it is when you have one of those weeks where you kind of you, you you you're on the run. You just moving. It's like everything's thrown off for the whole rest of the week. For real, for real. Now I know how it is, man. And then you trying to catch up, play catch up the whole time. But um, I know exactly how it. <laughs> I know exactly how. And then you never really catch up on sleep. You never really catch up on anything. It's like you, it take you about a week and a half. Damn near two weeks to catch back up to how you was living, bro. So I know. How to, how's everything else though? Everything else is good, man. That's good, yeah, man. That's same good. Life's good on this side, man. I can't complain myself, man. Um, summer's almost done, man. It's flying through. You enjoying it? I mean. You know, where I can, it, you know, I, whether it's summer, winter, you still got to work. So it's, it's kind of like it's all the same shit at the end of the day. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I'm able to get outside a little more and at least, you know, what I'm saying enjoy because, you know, when it, we get them hard winters up here. So you nobody like, being outside <laughs> doing that. I, I, I think the same way. Like you got to appreciate we live in upstate New York, everybody out there. And, and you got to appreciate the summer months because them shits fly by and then you you like you back in the crib like yo let me out that's (laughs) the key so even if you just you don't feel like doing you you got to get out there just because once you know we only get what like four months of decent weather before Mm -hmm. you gotta i mean unless you're outdoors person in the winter time which i am not so i'm looking forward to fall though i don't know i never I'm, i'm getting these weird like fall vibes like for some reason, like I'm I'm ready for football to come back. Uh, I'm looking forward to Halloween for some reason. So, and I've never been. I always like fall. Fall's always been my shit. But I, I've never really looked forward to it for some reason. I'm already thinking it, but I'm trying to also stop myself. Be like you're living the moment, like you just said. Enjoy the summer because the shit's gone. Shit's gone. Right. <laughs> but um, nah. And I, I ride my bike. Like I woke up this morning. Um, and I ride my bike heavy in the summer months. So you know, it gets cold out. You ain't gonna want to ride your bike or whatnot. But um, it was crazy. I posted this week. I think I did like 62 miles in 2021. All together on my bike. Okay. Um, I, and my bike and like it was bike and a little bit of hiking. You know what I'm saying? So my girl will take me hiking or whatnot. But um, 61 miles all together, and I, I just passed that for the year for 2022. Okay. So yeah, so you're yeah. doing a bit more then. Yeah, exactly. And then so now you know how it is with goals, bro. You you make a goal. I, I always hear about like how these people have these lifetime goals, but they achieve them young. And they achieve them before they expected it. And then it's like, what now? What's they next? get that what now feeling. So I always try to like um, stack a goal. Like if I if I got a goal, I bet I met it. Maybe I was planning to make it before the end of the year. Like, me, you know what I'm saying? At least beat that number before the end of the year. Right. So now I'm like, all right, before the end of the year, let me hit 100 miles. 
Let me, you know what I'm saying? Make that the new, the new, the new test. Like right away, don't even celebrate. Don't even get no, like we shattered it. We did good. And then boom, right away, let's set a new goal. Cause that, it should keep one. you motivated. Yeah. Keep right. you going, bro. Like, nah, cause I, I, I could imagine if you chase something forever, 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 you know, I just started bike riding, you know what I'm saying? I got rid of like a, you know what I mean? It was a childhood thing. And then I didn't do it much after like the age of 11, 12. Right. It, you like. It would, you live in the hood, you like, right, well, you can ride from there to there. And they're like, yeah, this shit is, unless you popping wheelies or something, this shit ain't that fun, you know? <laughs> and then, I just, I guess as an adult, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to get in the car, and then, I'll, you know, I go to car, but then, I don't know what it was, like, a pandemic. Everybody got back on the bike right. of the pandemic, so I got, I was like, I caught the fever, and I was like, fuck it, I need to lose some weight anyway, so I just started rocking out with it, and um, I love it. It's good exercise. I actually, I, I want to get an electric one in the fall. Electric bike, bike. Yeah, okay. they. You know, you can pedal with them too, but they got a little uh, battery on them, and I, I guess it's, you know. It's, Doesn't it's, that it's, defeat the exercise purpose? No, nah, I'm gonna still you keep my exercise one, but that one is just to like have fun. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Just to like ride around and have fun. Cause like another thing too, I noticed like I lived in this neighborhood for a minute, um, over ten years. All right. And this stuff I, I pass by all the time, but it's in the car is different. Like like today I'm <laughs> literally today like you know you know the tire shop that we fuck with. Uh, I call yeah. it nigga tire because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's NGR, so I call, I got an inside joke. I call it nigga tire. And <laughs> I'm riding past there, but I'm like I feel like I never really on been the on, bike? on the bike. Okay. Yeah, and I was like I feel like I never really been on this block. Only maybe when I'm waiting for my car. Maybe that's the only time I really experience like that neighborhood, that part of it right there. So that's the cool thing with being on a bike too. It's like you're kind of exposed. So, you know, you're vulnerable to right. whatever, you know what I'm saying, is out there. You're not protected by a car. So it's kind of fun. Like, it, like, it sounds kind of crazy. It sounds corny, but it's, like, adventurous in a, in a, in a, <laughs> in a weird shape, man. Like, way, way, way. Um, nah, but I, I definitely fuck with the bike heavy, man. Like, you got any hobbies like that? Like, you you might have been into it as a child, gave it a break, and then got back into that shit? Like, like into as your, your 20s, 30s? Nah, I can't really say, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was big into, like, as a kid, skating, biking, and shit like that. But I can't really say I, I've done any of that. Like, I even brought a bike during the pandemic. Mm. I don't fucking ride that I see that shit on your porch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it stay. Like, I, I mean, I brought it because, you know, I said, you know, my son got a bike. So, but he don't even ride his shit. So, the only purpose I really brought it was so we can, like, go on bike rides and shit. But, mm -hmm. I mean... One day. Yeah. I am the same way because, like, I won't, um, my daughter can't even ride, like, without the training wheels yet. And I'm like, yo, I, I, I want to get her on it because, I don't know, like, I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, I want her to learn how to ride a bike. Like, right. I feel like that's just part of being a kid. Um, but now nah, she don't even have the, she was like, she like a scooter. So you gave her a scooter, matter of fact. <laughs> and she fuck with that heavy, bro. Like, yeah. that's her thing. She, she fuck yeah, with the scooter heavy. Aaron fucks with the scooter heavy, too. Um, nah. Well, you was into basketball when I first met you. And then using the basketball very heavy in your twenties, I know you caught an injury. Would you ever see yourself getting into that? Maybe back again? Um, I mean, I, I'm never gonna. I ain't gonna say no, but I realized, you know, I caught that. You know, I tore my Achilles. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was 2012, and after that, like the the passion, the desire, because I only know how to go. I, I only know how to go one level, and that's hard. You know, balls to the wall. Mm -hmm. Like you know, so playing ball for me. When, while it was fun, I approached it as if I was a professional ball player. I remember, you yeah, know, he was training the, off season, like, train, <laughs> like all, and so it's kind of like unless you know, let's just say a year from now, I, I I managed to find a love for it, but not, you know, just just for fun. It was fun, but it's like I had to. I love competition, mm -hmm. so if I'm gonna be playing ball with people. 
I'm going to be trying to beat you. I'm going to be trying to bust that ass. And obviously, you can't really do that if you don't practice, if you can't. And so it's just one of those things. I don't know uh, how my passion for it will be if that competitive aspect of it is gone. Mm. And so... And you didn't you didn't replace that with anything. You didn't have find something that replaced that, that bug. No, because I, I'm going to keep it a bug. It's like once I had a kid, like... You know, Aaron, he, any type of, I, I have no voids at this point, right? Like, what do you he, mean? Like free time? Yeah, I mean, like, he just filled between. Oh, oh voids, voids, like something missing from, I got you. Yeah, and it's just like between work, between, you know, being a, a father, husband, all these things, it's like I don't have a, a, I can't say I have a void or a desire to do anything out like, and maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing, but my life right now is just, yeah. you know, it's just being a, a parent husband. And that, that's where my joy comes from nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's dope. That's dope. Whereas man. prior to my son, it would come from playing ball, doing all these extra things. Mm-hmm. But you know, my, where I, where I feel fulfilled nowadays is just different. You know, it is being that family man, you know, doing shit with my family and, you know, stuff like that. That's dope. So, I mean, I, I can't say what the future holds. I mean, who knows? Nah, yeah. I, I, I needed something. You know what I mean? My, my kid's older, though. So, I needed something for me that, I guess, made me feel like a kid again. Right. That's, I think that's what... And then, like I said, on top of the exercise element of it. But, um... And then, I guess... I, but maybe that might just be more my personality. Like, I just need... I like feeling something's new. Like we was before we started recording this, we was figuring out the the software to record, and we was like, "All right, well, how do we just get like trial and error?" Right. You know what I'm saying? I like I like figuring out new shit. You know what I'm saying? I like figuring out um, new languages and new programs and right. new things like that. So I like that childlike aspect of things, like starting brand new and being bad at it. And then because when I was a kid, I think a bad habit I had, and I, I really don't want to pass on to my, my my seed is like I didn't I was bad at something and then quit. Because right. I, was, I wasn't good at it right away. And it was like, you can't live like that. Like, you got the only way to get better. <laughs> Stay at it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, no, nah, it, it, it it definitely stuck with me. It definitely, like, it's something that now in my in my older years, I'm like, yo, don't be afraid to be, be a new learner. Don't be afraid to try something new. No, so. you can't. I mean, that's, you have to be able, one, to uh, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if. You know, just because you don't, you can't grasp something immediately, you you don't want to get into the habit of, hey, I can't grasp it, so fuck it, I ain't gonna do it. Because there's gonna be a lot of things in life, you know, just generally speaking, yeah. that you know you're not familiar with, you don't know how to do, you may be apprehensive, scared, all those things. But that's not the reason why you should not continue to proceed forward. And I'm the per- person, I'm the type of person like, you start that habit is gonna now you just started a new bad habit of quitting shit whenever shit's hard whenever shit's bad like not right not great right away you know what right. I'm saying so um nah hundred percent like definitely go for it man um something else going on this week was uh we used to call it mega millions now they call it mega billions <laughs> you you play you play I, the didn't, I, I did not play I, I said I was and yeah. then I forgot and then yo same thing bro like I was going hard in the paint I was like yo, I'm gonna do it I'm gonna, I'm gonna get numbers from my daughter I'm gonna get numbers from my girl we gonna do it. And then eight o'clock came, and then I'm looking at the clock. I'm like trying to go on the app. You put me up on the app. I was trying to get on the app. It was like eight on one was a cutoff. I was like, nah. Damn. <laughs> I, I, I did put you up on the app. I damn sure forgot about that shit myself. Oh, you I, have, I have not played Lotto in maybe about a year. 
Prior to that, I was I was playing it consistently. Couldn't tell you what happened. But I think the human mind, you got to tell yourself whatever's going to work for you. Like, because prior to missing the deadline, I was like, I got to play. I got to play. Like, you got to be in it to win it. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And then the second I missed that deadline, I was like, man, I just saved myself like $10, $15. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I read an article this morning that nobody won. No, I thought somebody in Illinois won. Oh, really? Let me check it out. I think, yeah, let me double check that. Double check my fact. Lucky though. Yeah, I thought it was one, one uh, ticket. In Illinois. One ticket? I think so, man. Damn. Uh, Mega Millions is Illinois Speedway gas station that sold a winning ticket in line for Big Payday. Damn. Only one Mega Million winner, um, but 26 went big. Yep. <laughs> Somebody in New Hampshire won the $1 million prize. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> now, and then I'm looking at the numbers. It was 13, 36, 45, 57, 67. And 14. I wanted to guess none of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell myself, man. And then, yo, I'm like, yo, take that $15 and put it on the stocks. Right. Crypto, whatever the fuck you was going to put it on. Because at least, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it, you still got a chance in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but no, I, I'm not a lot of you guys. I'm not a big lottery guy. But if it gets big, I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah. What, you, what, what, uh, what is your, because we all go through the, the, the fantasy game plan. Like, what, what would your game plan be you win the one the billion? Let's say you take the lump sum, right? Six hundred million, right? If I, so the first thing I'm doing, I'm taking a, a nice ass vacation. That, okay. That's the first thing I'm doing. Where you going? I'm probably going to like French Polynesian islands, Maldives. I want to go to a, like a hut on the water. Okay, what like some about? exclusive yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Wake How long up. you staying? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm gonna still keep my job at. You know, if I took the lump sum, I mean, I really, I could say fuck work at that. At, but I, at but, that but I think that's moment. what make people, they say the lottery winners kill themselves. They go crazy. I think that you need the normalcy of yeah, wake no, no, up no. and then you, some, some type do. of responsibility through your day. You Whether do. you need it to live or not. But it wouldn't be me working for my employer now. I won't need that shit. You'll start your own. Business, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I, I'm not going to not do nothing. I'm going yeah. to have a business. I'm going to work. I'm just not going to be working for somebody else. I remember thinking as a kid, I was like, why billionaires still wake up and go to work every day? Like, I, wake, I couldn't figure it out. Oh, no, like, no, no. Yeah, you you want to, like, if you have, that's why people who retire sometimes, they lose their mind. Mm -hmm. Because they'll retire without a plan. And then they're just home, like, oh, what, what I'm going to do with, my, with all this free time? They were so used to the daily grind. Mm -hmm. Now there's nothing to do, and now you go crazy. Yep. So, no, I would, I would never stop, you know what I'm saying? I would find something to do because, you know, I would want something to do. But yeah, I mean, first I would I would probably just quit my job. That'd probably be the first thing I do. Cause if it's six hundred million, I rest assured I'm gonna do something with that. I don't have to worry about working for the man no more. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I would quit my job. That's gonna be the first thing. Then I'm gonna take a, a two to three week long vacation, gotcha. exclusive. Then I'm gonna come back. Decide if I want to sell my house and buy a bigger house mm. or what the fuck. Just, I'm just gonna chill, <laughs> sit on it. <laughs> uh, and then, then I'm gonna start the okay, what's the next step in life? You mm. know, what, what, what do I want to do for a living for the rest of my life? You know, what do I that that's gonna be the next step? What could you figure out? What, what, what goals you got in life? Finding but first, I'm gonna chill for a good up. month, yeah. Uh, and you should, cause who I heard say that, uh, Marcellus Wiley said when he retired from the NFL. He was pretty rich. He got some big contracts. And he that's what he did. He said party for a month. And after a month, it was whack. Right. He was like, after a month, it was like, yo, I, I got to do something. I got, that's why he started working for like ESPN and eventually Fox Sports or whatever. Um, 
Because, yeah, no, I, I believe that 100%. Like, you're just doing nothing all day, spending money. I think mentally your mind is just like, nah, this, this nah, can't yeah, be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something's unnatural about this, yeah. Nah, nah, the, um, shout out to whoever won that, though. Like, that's that's life-changing. And I, I, I want to... I like the shit they got on. Is it HGTV? Like my lottery dream home. Yeah, I like seeing people do fun stuff with they they lottery money. I hate hearing sad stories about um suicide or or breaking up with their families because you know I'm saying they fighting over money. Like it, it it really, I mentally can't even fathom that type of money. Like if literally if I want that much money, I would have to. I'd be like, yo, I want to really study money for a course, a course uh, uh for like a year about money. And really be able to fathom how much six hundred million or to a billion dollars is, because I can't. It, to me, it's, just, it's like you just told me fifty million. <laughs> like and I'm like, oh, right, for the rest of my life, it's like the same thing. Right, like, to right, me. Right. like you know what I'm saying? Like it's the same thing. with like, I'm not to get it dark, but like if the the amount of people who die in wars or COVID or something like that, like after a certain amount, your mind can't fathom that many people dying. Right. Like so, um, I guess j- just to protect yourself, like without having having for empathy. Uh, for, for for people, um, so I really would want to understand it a little bit more, and then you know do some cool shit like uh, equities here, set my daughter up, set ever you know, uh, and then um, yeah, start some businesses. Really learn about some. I, it'd be a lot of education going on for them first couple of years. They'd be like, I don't think this nigga really want no money. He <laughs> he too low key. This nigga, because I wanna, I would just educate myself and really just. Try I mean, to learn that's the, game. the key. Because when you talk about people who come into a lot of money and blowing it, mm-hmm. it they had they had no education, mm-hmm. um, financial education specifically speaking. Um, you know that that's gonna be key. And I'm not. I wouldn't even say. Oh, what what's even more important is getting a good financial advisor. No, because if you still don't know how the fuck money works and how it moves, and you get and you still hire somebody, they can be pulling the wool under your eyes, and you won't even know. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, the education piece is very important. Nah, a hundred percent, man. Spec. There's been a lot of stuff going on in in the news since the last time we linked up, man. It's been a little minute. Um, so I want to get your opinion on, on on something. It's a couple things, a couple things. Um, and I want to have a new segment. Let's do it. Dedicated to the dog spec, to the guy. I want to call it "Put some respect on my name." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Respect my name is the name of this segment, and I want to know. I want you you either tell me if you respect it, or if you got a little speculation towards it. You know what I mean? If I what? If you respect it, yep. <laughs> or you got a little speculation towards I got you, it, I got you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So let's see. Let me make sure I'm getting this right. My dog Nick Cannon, I believe, uh, welcomed his eighth child to the world <laughs> uh, with model uh, Bree Tiesti. Um, I believe that was yeah this week. So now he has eight children. Shout out to Nick Cannon, very uh, wealthy man. Um, do you view Nick Cannon's views on procreation uh, with respect or a little bit of speculation? Man, I, I, I'm going to have to say a little bit of speculation. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, reason being, one, now, if he had all of these kids, you know, with the same woman, okay. Or if all his kids were in the same, under the same roof, okay. But, you know, I'm I'm a strong proponent of, you know, a, a child. If, if you're not, he, there's no, he's only one man. 
and he has eight children, and all of them aren't with different women, but I, I believe he has like four baby mothers. Okay. Um, I believe the number is four, which means that he cannot be with his kids at all times. Um, I'm a strong believer that kids need their parents in their life. Um, when kids don't have both their parents in their life, in some way, shape, or form, they do suffer. Um, and so for me, you know, when when you decide to bring a child into this world, um, there's it's a massive responsibility. And I think, you know, you as an adult, as a man, as a woman, whatever, owe it to your children to be there in their life at all times. And there's a difference between, you know, seeing your child often versus being there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll use myself as an example. Um, you know, my parents split when I was six. Okay. But, you know, my father still lived close by. I seen him all the time, several times a week. But there's a he was not in my household. You know, it, I, I I was raised in my mother's household. You know, the fact that my father was not in the household per se, you know, it I can tell um it 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 affected the way we grew up. Hands down, there's no doubt. Despite me having my father in my life, he was very prevalent, but him not being in the household did affect me. Because you had to say goodbye at some point. Like, it was like, it was, he didn't live with you. It was like, he has to leave. Not, not, not from that perspective, oh. but just because if, if, two, if both parents are not in the household, there is an imbalance of some sort. Because if I'm, if I'm being raised in my mother's household... Everything, however, you know, who my mother is, how she decides to run her household, I'm affected by all of that. Mm-hmm. So look at it as if my mother is this just this super emotional person and we're living with her, we're under her roof 24-7. I see my father a few times a week. I am my mother's, let's just say, emotional ways. Mm-hmm. That's rubbing off on me far more than any type of uh, balance that my father may bring to the situation had he been in the household, right? Well, There's an imbalance the no, of some sort. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying it's like because because he had you had to say goodbye at some point. He had less time there to like the influence. He doesn't live there, right. so he has to leave at some point. So you're gonna get one more than the other because of that. That's the whose roof you're under. Um, no, no. I, I, I get that 100. percent I I felt the same way about uh, Nick Cannon. I mean, I seen a picture of him. Like walking with his, what was he? He was doing. What he, was doing? he was playing music for his kids. Okay. It was like playing music for his kids in a stroller, and then another one was his kids. He had his kids in the car, I think. Um, and they were like bopping their head to his, to some music he was listening to. Um, and I guess the point of it all was, you know, how you know his, you know, just how his kids are like him because they like the music he likes. Right, right, right. And then I um, I had to cut him a little bit of slack because. And I'm not saying what you said was wrong. I think, like I said, I, I agree with everything you said. But I don't know Nick Cannon's daily schedule. And I believe we live in an era right now of technology where whatever it is, he seems like a pretty busy guy. He probably could run his businesses on an airplane and, you know, on, on the road or whatever it is. So in my mind, it's like, well, you're not seeing these kids. But I don't know. He could have his seven days a week dedicated to seeing his kids, which, you know, would still be a point. He can't be on all places at all times. But it doesn't mean that they're not getting as much Nick Cannon as they may want. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, you know, they might want him there 100%. But in my mind, he's seeing them once a month. 
And it might be more frequent than that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, no. I yeah. doubt he... I, I'm sure he sees his kids more than that. If you only see your kids once a month, yeah, that's Well, definitely... for me, but I'm just saying, like, if I had eight kids in spread out across the country, right. financially, I can't see my kids more than once a right. month. Yeah, once a month, I'd be lucky. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so... But um, that's unfair to the kids. That is 100% unfair to the kids. So, what I'm saying is, I'm looking at it from my sphere of life and saying that... Well, I would be able to, even if I had eight kids in this town, if I still wanted to, I know how much attention one kid needs. Right. You know what I'm saying? I would still not be able to see them as much as, but that doesn't mean they can and can't because his resources might be a little bit different than mine. So yeah, I don't want to, you might be able to be in New York in the morning in LA by night. So I don't want to, I want to cut him a little bit of slack and not, I guess, beat up on him so, so bad. But I also, with that being said, like, what's the plan here? What's the... You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you trying to like? Elon Musk too. Like, I would like because it's like, wow. yeah. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the richest man in the world, yeah. I guess. That's just... You could afford it, so you know what I'm saying. And and apparently you could fuck other your homeboy's friend, uh, girl, and wives shit, and shit too. But it's but like that's the piece. I think the disconnect is you know people with money. I mean, it's not only people with money, but. Just because you have the financial resources to be able to provide and and all of that, I learned is much more financial. You know, finance being a provider financially is just I don't even know if if, if it's half the puzzle. It's just it's a piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. There's a bigger emotional piece, in my opinion, that matters more than anything else. And it's that piece that uh, gets hit the most when. You know, uh, let's just say a situation where a parent is not able to be there at all times. Mm. It is that that emotional piece um, that, in my opinion, matters most. Yeah, I believe it 100 percent, man. Um, and so I'm sure he can be there. You know, I, it doesn't mean that he's a bad dad for having eight kids with four different women um, by no stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm a I'm a strong believing, you know, a kid needs both their parents in their life. And preferably if and again, you know, you both your parents can be in the household and your parents can be toxic as shit. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so, I mm. mean, it's not, you know, so in a healthy household. You're right. Saying, in a healthy household. I get you. I get you. Um, all right. Spec. Have you heard of the uh, Live Golf League? Live Golf League. No. Yeah. Okay. So I know Donald Trump is uh, hosting an event from the Live Golf League. Um, and he's actually catching a little bit of backlash about it. Uh, mainly because it's a Saudi-backed uh, league. Basically, okay. Saudi Arabians are... Uh, did I say that right? Yeah, Saudi Arabians. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, it's not racist. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, they're paying golfers top money to actually appear um, in their league and play in their league. Like, okay. I, want, I want to pull up some of these contracts that these guys are getting. One second. Let's see. So you got your man Dustin Johnson just signed for $125 million to join. That's not including the money they could win if they win right. first place or whatever. He signed a contract for $125 million. Bryson DeChambeau is another top golfer. He signed for $100 million. Okay. Now, people are getting their money, bro. Like... Is, is they not playing around? I guess Brooks Kepka has signed. Phil Mickelson is one of the biggest names that they've gotten. Uh, have also signed multi-year deals. Um, and what's the issue? That it's backed by Saudi Arabians. Uh-huh. And that people... 
I guess were victims of 9-11 or related to victims of 9-11 are like, well, why is this cool? <laughs> and even people who back Donald Trump are a little bit like, well, why are you allowing this to happen on your on your thing if you're supposed to be like, you know, Mr. America, make America great again, then why are you allowing them to play on your golf course? Why are you allowing oh, this to happen? Oh, so this is on Trump's golf course. One of their events are okay. going to be on Trump's golf course, and I guess they, it made it a big deal because they were in New York City um, this week. Okay. Yeah. Man, listen. To hell with people. <laughs> I, just, I was like, people find a So you reason. got speculation? You give, so like you see right there, like that's the 9-11 families. Um, they're mad because they feel like you're throwing all that out the out the window just to make some money off of these uh, Saudi Arabian... Yeah, but if league. you thought... if if So here's the thing. To each his own, first and foremost. But if you're a 9-11 family, and then you also like Trump, and if you know who Trump is, you should not be surprised by this shit. Like, mm -hmm. I'm hearing this for the first time. I'm not surprised by it. I mean, Trump is all about money. He don't give a fuck about you. If yeah, He's all about, you know, make America great. He don't give a fuck about America per se. He gives a fuck about his pocketbook. You know what I'm saying? His wallet. That's all that really matters. He that ran for that president. election fund. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's like, come on now. It's not about, oh, this is America and Saudis did this. And, and first of all, that, so if you're mad about, you know, the Saudis, are, are you against all Saudis? Like, I mean, so I, I, I don't, it's not all Saudis that did this to America that caused 9-11 to happen. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, to me, one thing doesn't have anything to do with another. 9-11 uh, has, should, it should not even be brought up in this sense. You're a golfer. Um, we, we, we had a little bit of top golf experience. You know what I'm saying? We've been out there. They're giving you that money. Go play golf. You taking it? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, come on now. <laughs> you don't even have to think about that. I was in the Bronx. So nobody got time for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To each his own. Y'all won't be mad about that. I mean, that's on you, but. I think sometimes people just want something to be mad at. Because, yeah. like, what do you like? What do you want them to do? Do you really expect them to be like, well, you know what? Now that you reminded us about 9-11, let me not take this bag. Like, too Nobody much money. forgot about 9-11, but that shit has nothing to do with Saudis. Like, you can't say... I don't know, no, I don't know if I'm saying that. No, what I'm saying <laughs> is you can't, you can't put a whole group of people and say it is because of this whole group of people that this event happened and now let's shun this whole group of people. I think it's more so a certain amount of money gonna make you forgive anything. That too. <laughs> I mean, that's, and that's that's really where they at. They like, yo, yeah, that's enough for me to forgive. People want to choose what they. For Kobe was accused of rape. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'm sure he did do it. We forgave him. Mike Tyson accused of rape. He went to jail. It appeared we forgave him. Fucking OJ. We know he murdered fucking Nicole. We forgave him. I mean, uh, you're gonna have to forgive at some point. I think is you know what you're saying. The, the point that I'm trying to make is like, okay, why are we not not There's why no are we still talking about this? Obviously, 9/11 was one of the worst events that happened in our country's history, but we know it was done by Osama and his people, which they may be a part of a group of people, but everybody from that group of people in my opinion, should not be blamed. It's just like bad cops, right? Mm -hmm. All cops aren't bad. 
Like, I got you saying. Like, there's a difference between the bad apples and then the rest of the apples. And why stop everybody from making the bad? Right. Like, I'm not going to, all cops are bad because of what these cops did. No. Like, come on now. No, I get it. I get it. A little little speculation. People just want to find shit to be mad about. (laughs) No, I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. One more for respect my name, man. Spec. Actually, I'm gonna put this up on the screen because you got to see this to believe this one, though. <laughs> you got to see this one to believe this. Chick fil A store asks volunteers to work for chicken <laughs> and not money. I want to talk about this. <laughs> I heard about this shit. Let me get man, the details for no, you. I don't, I don't need no details. I mean, unless you want to talk about it for the people, explain because everybody may not have heard it. So explain the details. So there's a North Carolina store that took a different approach uh, to actual volunteers as opposed to employees. Uh, who would be paid in chicken as opposed uh, to money to work at the location's drive-thru. We are looking for volunteers for our new drive-thru express. The store in Hendersonville, North Carolina, wrote in a Facebook post that has since been deleted. Earn five free entrees per shift, one hour work. Message us for details. So basically they were explaining, like, trading chicken sandwiches for time, (laughs) which I I believe is illegal. I believe it's against the Fair Labor Standards Act. Well, it's not because it's volunteer. Yes, yes. Okay. That's the key. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> I guess, yeah, you're right. But I guess Chick-fil-A was like, no, nah, take that down. Take that down because. <laughs> they, because, again, people want to be mad over some nonsense. Let's break this down. Okay, let's go. We're talking about wait, wait, hold on. respect or speculation. Would you, you respect Chick-fil-A for this or are you looking at this whole situation with speculation? Well, so... I, I resp- at the end of the day, Chick-fil-A is a business. I think from the business perspective, fine. I, you know, I, I respect it. But for everybody outrage, which then caused the business to do this, I have the speculation. Speculation for the outrage, okay. Because let's break a couple of things down. Break it down. One hour of volunteer work. Let's, let's, they're saying one hour of volunteer work. They're going to give you five entrees for one hour of volunteering your time. If you've ever been to Chick-fil-A, one entree, you're paying close to fucking $10 yeah. for one entree. <laughs> so for one hour of my time, you're going to give me damn near $50, $50. worth of food. So if I... If I eat Chick-fil-A, obviously, if I'm volunteering my time at a Chick-fil-A, obviously, there's a Chick-fil-A in my area. Mm-hmm. I probably eat there because Chick-fil-A's food is the bomb. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to spend a shitload of money at Chick-fil-A. So you're telling me for one hour of my time, you feed your whole family. I can feed my whole family or feed myself every day for lunch? What the fuck y'all mad at for? What, what y'all mad about? Like, they're not... They're not saying, hey, come work for us and we're going to just pay you in food for your, you know, as a part. They're asking people to volunteer. If if they said, oh, hey, just come volunteer and I don't know, you'll you'll get a shirt. People not going to be outraged about that. I guarantee you if they say, hey, come volunteer one hour of your time is for a good cause. We're going to donate one hundred dollars to this charity and give you a free shirt. Would they, you think they'll be outraged about that? Yeah, they, they said they had multiple people sign up and enjoy doing it and have done it multiple times. People who sign up for this choose it voluntarily. You know what? And I wouldn't have even before you said that was a really good point you brought up about um, the, the monetary value of that amount of what they'll pay people. 
Um, which, I'm, which, oh, let, let's let's also throw this out there. On average, because I did look into this, the average salary that they pay people at Chick Fil A is around thirteen dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's the average salary. So you're telling me for one hour, I make thirteen dollars. If you said I'm gonna pay you for one hour of your time, I'm gonna give you thirteen dollars. What I'm gonna do with that? What I'm gonna do with that? <laughs> what, what you gonna do with the thirteen dollars? But some people also say, "What are you gonna do with the chicken sandwiches?" Like they I'm might. gonna eat them shits. <laughs> and 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 the, and the value of that is far more than that one hour. But I guess some people would argue, well, if you gave me cash, I can go out and cha- exchange that for goods, for drugs, for whatever. I get nobody's taking a chicken sandwich. Or... I'm not gonna pay you fifty dollars for one hour of your time. I get that. No, no. I'm. Right? I think. I think where, where I think it comes from is, is you can use it. It can be used exploitatively, right? You can find homeless people that are gonna do this, right? And before the okay, yeah, for the value one hour of their time, and, and some people get fed. <laughs> Yo, I'm not the wrong person, bro. I'm just saying, I don't. I think that you know, what I'm saying some people might look at that like, hey, you might be taking advantage of these people. But you make a really good argument, and if you work for Chick Fil A, I'd be like, yo, the brother makes a good point. But some people might be like, you're taking advantage of these people. Give them money. Give them the choice to go do what they want to do with their money. But I guess if you were sitting there and you were the lawyer for Chick Fil A, you you were just saying, "Yo, he's not gonna make fifty dollars worth of anything anywhere else. He might as well come and work here and bang out with us." Now that makes it. That makes. And again, the the key point. Sense. It is volunteer. Nobody right, forced them to now. do this. Nobody, yeah, you're right. Just, again, I, I think people just met. Oh, you forcing black people to work for chicken? And we didn't even say it's black people. I'm just, I'm Is saying, that where it went? I, 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 like, I have no choice but to believe it's just people just making something out of nothing. Like, oh, you forcing black people to work for chicken? Like, that's I can I could just see somebody saying that shit. Oh, man, yo, I got. <laughs> excuse me, I got a bonus. Uh, respect my name, man. Do you have uh, respect for this or speculation? Uh, the Beyonce album leaked. Um, oh, it leaked. I thought it dropped. It did drop. It okay. did drop. But before it dropped, um, it leaked. Uh, like two days earlier because I guess they were selling it in France and people started putting it online. Um, and which to which members of the Beehive, you know, were like, yo, you know, wait till the album drops. Respect it. You know what I'm saying? Drop it the way that she wanted it to drop. You know what I mean? Do it the way that the, that the Queen Bee would like, right? But we come from an era where, you know what I'm saying, like, Jay-Z album come out a couple weeks early or something like that. We rock with it, and then we still cop it. You know what I'm saying? Or we still bang with it. That's so, our era. But to me, all right, so is it, if you're still going to support the album, I guess this is my question, if you have respect or speculation for, if you're still going to rock with the album the official way when it comes out on Apple Music, Spotify, or whatever like that, is it really that big of a violation if you rocked out with it two days early? Like, are you disrespectful to the artist if it's out there? You know what I'm saying? So if if you're going to be the person who... All right, you... I'm not saying spreading it. Now, spreading it, if you're putting it, the link up... No, I, 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 that, that's corny. That's selling it on the corner, like... You know what I'm saying? I get your question. Yeah, yeah. So, on, on Utica Avenue just I think bugging out. If you're going to be the person who, you know, listens to it two days early, but still cop it, you know, when it officially drops, then there's nothing to really talk about. But I don't think the vast majority of people are like that. You know, if, if I'm going to hear the album way before it drops, and, you know, even if I liked it, I have the album. Why am I going to then still go and pay for the album? 
But no one pays for them anymore. We get them through streaming, right? Well, you that's pay if for you the... pay for. So again, I, I'm saying. So like, this is why, am I, so if then, I have a subscription, I already pay for it. Yeah. There's nothing to talk about, right? Because in this era, right, you're, I'm more likely to actually. Like, so before, the way that we did it, when you would go get it off the streets, right? That you had to go to Nobody Beats the Wiz, Sam right. Goody, whatever. I'm showing my age right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> FYE, to get the CD, right? You had to go out your way to do it. You really had to support. Now, if I were to get it through a link and it's, I could listen to it on my computer right. or whatever, or you, you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, I'm going to get it on my phone anyway because that's the most convenient way to get it. Right. I'm going to want to listen to it in the car. I'm going to want to listen to it. And having it on my phone is the way, which is the official way to get it nowadays. Right. So to me, I was like, I, I get what they were saying, how it wasn't cool that it was leaked, but the fact that it was leaked, you shouldn't be like, oh, you ain't a true fan if you ain't rocking out to it. To me, I'm like, I'm a true fan because I want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I... Uh, it's not, it's, it's not something it's that you It's not that serious. I mean, we live in an era, even before the digital, I mean, it's rare that shit does not get leaked. Yeah. Like, if your project does not get leaked Kudos to you. You got a strong, solid team around you. But the reality is, ninety-eight percent of albums get leaked. Before. You worked in the retail, right? Yeah. How, how, when albums came out on Tuesday, they had to come in before Tuesday. Yeah, you get you you were, the stores got the records like a week before. Yeah, so it, it could be employees. Anybody, you know what I'm saying? We'll talk I make, but even before that, I mean, you have to think. You have engineers who are like, so that that's who that that's who always leaks the shit. Yeah, like yeah, the people way yeah, before like, stores get manufa- before, even the right. manufacturing facility or whatever. The yeah, case may be, but they, it, it's them. the people who have to touch the music yeah. and do all of that stuff. Um, did you hear about the uh, like the drama with the Beyonce uh, release with Khalees? No, no, you ain't about to, let me just like I hate you so much right now. Please. I hate you so. And you know what? And that just brings us to our favorite oh, segment right man. now called "Have You Heard?" Uh huh. I got a quest. I hear headlines. I bring them to the table and I see if my dog Spec has heard. So first up, man, right there, Khalees calls out Beyonce for theft over using milkshake, but her real beef lies in years old fuel with Pharrell. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I listen to the song Energy, right? I cannot hear the milkshake sample. I don't know. And so I even like, and it was funny because um, something I was watching said it, it wasn't milkshake. It was a uh, it was a different song that they thought had been sampled, I guess, uh, Get Along With You or something like that. But I love the song, and I'm not great at hearing samples. I couldn't hear any Khalees sample on it. <laughs> that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I'm not. I'm just not great at hearing samples. But um, Khalees took to social media to uh, just let them know how she feels. She felt like she found out that she was sampled the same way that uh, we all did <laughs> when the album came out. She wasn't notified about it ahead of time. There wasn't anybody any permission acts um she said my mind is blown uh my mind is blown too because of the level of disrespect and utter ignorance of all three parties involved is astounding i've heard about this the same way everybody else did nothing is ever as it seems some of the people in this business have no soul or integrity and they have everyone fooled um i guess when a fan <laughs> decided to respond and say um they felt like they always felt like beyonce really admired Kalise. Khalees responded, Admire is not the word. <laughs> um, so basically, her beef was that she doesn't own her music. And uh, 
the the Neptunes who produced her her the, whatever so uh, the I guess the milkshakes they're saying in this article mm-hmm. uh the song um you know they're really the ones who have ownership of the song and they're the ones who gave Beyonce the not only the permission to use it but I think they produced the energy song right. as well so um I don't really so know what is Khalees when, mad about if she don't no really one use it? no one re- I guess she well she's like Beyonce is really pro female. Right and and pro. Oh, uh, okay, I see where this is. Going. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're gonna be pro female, I guess at least reach out and let me know you respect the record, you like the record, and don't just come out and just um use the record, I guess, or, or, or go around. But I mean, the same way, in, in Khalees's ex husband Nas um was in a situation where Jay Z was able to use his voice right on uh, Dead Presidents, right? But he didn't have to go to Nas to get it. He got went to the publishing company uh, to get it. So it's like a similar situation like that, where now, but my thing, right? If your beef is over this, why do it the day the album comes out? Why well, she not... said, I found out when every... So, I mean... But was... why not let the album come out, right? You, you still have a valid point that you feel like your sample was used without anyone getting your blessing. Because it right. doesn't sound like anyone needs permission. Right. So, really, it's just a, a, a courtesy. Let her live. Let her have her rollout. Let, her, let Beyonce do what she's going to do. And then maybe two weeks when... The isn't Renaissance isn't in the headlines anymore. I would have more, I guess, belief for Kalisa's claim mm-hmm. because I'd be like, oh, now she she ain't just do it to ride the, the the headline fame of everything that's going on. She really feels some type of way, and she let Beyonce live. You have her two week rollout, have what she's gonna whatever numbers she's gonna do on the chart without trying to add no negative energy to it. But the fact that you did it the night of, the second the emotion hit you, decided to go to social media with it with it. Makes me feel there's some type of jealousy there. I mean, how do you feel about that? Have, have you heard and how do you feel about that spec? So I didn't hear about this prior to mm-hmm. bring it up, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously, and she's a woman, right? I mean, I'm not uh, not even to put gender <laughs> go, on it. Go not there with it. Go there with it. But it's just kind of like obviously it was something that rubbed to the wrong way, and like. A lot of people do, you know, in today's age, you know, something rubbed you the wrong way. You want to get it off your chest. They go to social media. So, I, yeah, I mean, um, she may. So first and foremost, be I don't think Beyonce did anything wrong unless the only way I would say Beyonce would could have or even Pharrell or any of them mm-hmm. would have been wrong is if they are still cool with Khalees and out of professional courtesy. I would say, okay, you know, I'll let, I'll let, you know, like if, if I sample something that you did, you know, you and I are cool, I'm going to let you know before I do it, you know, I just think, so you have the heads up. But if you and I ain't cool, then fuck you. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't owe you nothing. I think Khalees' claim is the other side of it, that they're not cool and that she feels like they use the sample on purpose because they're not like basically okay, and that's the problem I, that, so from that i mean all fan love and war pretty much right? love and war like i don't I, there's nothing wrong with that like i don't owe you shit and we wasn't really talking about Khalees before this so, <laughs> so yeah you know i don't I, now could, does Khalees have a point to like feel a certain way like maybe but it falls on deaf ears as far as i'm concerned like that, that's just a personal uh she has the right to feel that way um but at the same point, you know, I don't. It's nothing that I really give a shit about. Like, <laughs> you, obviously, you're just mad. That's what it just comes off as. It does. It seems, yeah. Because that's if, the, if you don't have like actual rights to the sample or anything like that, then you're just somebody in your le- feelings. Legally, there's, no, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. So. No, no, good. Good. Uh, now, nah, um, have you listened to the album? 
I have not listened yet. I just heard the singles. Yeah, I jammed out to it a little bit before you got here. Um, I actually finished my bike ride and 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 break my soul, which is a single. Uh, came on. I, I was like, like that song. Yeah, I was like, yo, this shit must be crazy and like Soul Cycle or all them because that shit took me on my last mile. I was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was hitting, I was hitting the bike. Bro. <laughs> so um, shout out to Beyonce's definitely high energy album. Um, and just we just I think we 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 take a lot of things for granted. We're blessed to be in the moment where Beyonce's dropping music. Um. It seems like it might be a trilogy. I think she's teasing on it. Oh, so, really? yeah, okay. the fact that she's hungry and making music, I, I think let's just live in the moment. I think to have a moment where, like, it felt like everything this week was Beyonce and Mega Millions. You know what I'm saying? So to have a moment like that where everything is just kind of, like, waiting for you to, to pop, that's that's it, it like brought me back a little bit to a time where I'm like I pre like not pre-ordered but the way that you can have the album ready to download right. the second it drops. Yeah, I guess you call it pre-order. Um... I, I did that, and I, I'm like, I didn't do that in forever, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I just wanted to have the shit, just when it drop, it drop, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, no, nah, it's it an anticipation. Like, shout out to Beyonce that's still causing that excitement. You you seen Beyonce live a few times? Uh, twice. Twice, okay. Yeah, yeah then I know it's a whole nother level. Um, you got respect for like a different type of respect for her as an artist. Like, I'm a casual fan. Like, I definitely cop CDs back in the CD era when you when Beyonce albums would drop. But um, I guess as of late, and nothing of what she's doing, I guess, is where my life, I haven't been as strong of a fan to like, keep up with all her projects and everything like that. But um, I mean, she don't put out music as often yeah, now. Yeah, Lemonade was so. the last, last full album, and then she had the visual album, I believe. Right. But Lemonade was like, I heard someone say it was like four or five years ago. It was. Yeah. No, it, was a while, it was a while ago. Yeah, time flies, bro. So, yeah. Nah, shout out to Beyonce. Uh, keep doing your thing, man. I expect, have you heard... <laughs> it was a lady that got arrested for shooting at a Dallas airport, and she claims that she is Chris Brown's wife. <laughs> Chris Brown took, you know what I'm saying, to social media to address claims that <laughs> this lady uh, that's claiming to be his wife is that, you know, like, like a stalker. Chris Brown has a lot of stalkers, and um, he's like, I don't know what it is about my fucking music. I got some of the craziest stalkers in the world. Mental health is not something to play around with. We are looking out for y'all. Uh, that comes off of the heels of a lady named Portia Odu, Odufua um, was arrested on J July 26th. Um, she's a 37-year-old woman. She was hospitalized after being shot by the cops because she opened fire um, inside of Dallas Love Field Airport. Um, after she was arrested, she told police that she was Chris Brown's wife and she has been deemed unfit to stand trial due to her mental well-being. Um, apparently it's not the first time, uh, she's been arrested. <laughs> she's actually, uh, she has a long rap sheet with charges, including bank robbery. She looked crazy. She has crazy eyes. <laughs> she definitely does have like, and, but the crazy thing and Chris Brown's like, I, I get, like making light of it a little bit. And, but that, she, <laughs> that could have went left, right? You know what I'm saying? Like she knows his address. She's told police his address before. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh, okay. she like she said like I'm his wife. I live at da 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 da. <laughs> like okay. that. That's some scary. Like I don't. They, they, like I feel like if somebody gangster wanted to beat you up, like you could deal with that. Well, how do you deal with that? <laughs> Just crazy. Cra and she, you, well, she's not I afraid mean, to shoot. I mean, obviously, when you're when you're that level of celebrity, I mean, you're not by yourself. I hope I'm, not. So. Yeah. <laughs> But no, nah, people really take that 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 celebrity love way too far, bro. For like, real. <laughs> to a whole nother level. And I guess social media doesn't really help. But no, nah, people definitely, like, 
can go crazy. They can make a whole like life in their head just built off of social media pictures and shit that they see of you. Social media is very powerful. It is, bro. You got to be careful with that shit out there, man. Be careful, people. Definitely. Don't let it consume you. Uh, Spec, have you heard? Jesus uh, and Mero broke up, man. We uh, I spoke about this last week with my dog Keith, but I wanted to get your opinion on it because I know you were also a fan of uh, their work. You've seen a lot of their earlier stuff back on Viceland. Did you watch the Showtime show? I only watched the Showtime show a handful of times. Okay, um, and I, I only really seen it. I didn't have Showtime until recently, but I only seen it like from clips on YouTube. But um, I was I actually because I just got Showtime recently, I was looking forward to okay. actually being able to watch their show, and that was so that news kind of hit me like, damn. Um, I think since we last spoke about it, I've heard reports that it's a lot of it's over their manager. Um, I guess he rubbed people the wrong way over at Showtime during their show. Um, to the point that they wanted him to not attend tapings anymore. And Jesus was in favor of that, but Mero was not. Okay. And that kind of caused the riff, and I guess it like kind of just severed over time. So a lot of I've heard for the last like season or last year that they were recording, they really didn't talk much off, uh, off set. Camera. Yeah, mm-hmm. they actually did a podcast together, and but they stopped doing that. Um, I guess when this riff had happened, that sucks. Man. Yeah, um, definitely. Dumb Brothers was really talented. So like um like we said last episode, it sucks to go down that route. But um and you can't. You know what's weird though? They're not like friends, from what I understand. Like, like that prior to this riff, they weren't friends. You're saying? No, prior to them getting together, they didn't grow up as friends. Okay. They're not like lifelong friends. They were. I think that they knew each other in high school, and then as adults, they were both um had a buzz on social media, right. and they had similar comedy styles. And I think someone like was like, "Yo, y'all should rock out together." Since they already knew of each other, they were right. like, "All right, boom." But I think it's really different. When you get to these situations and you work with people that aren't with like friend friends, you know what I'm saying? Because then I guess it makes decisions like you're bringing friend decisions into business decisions. Right. And um, like I said, I, I and I won't know until we get the full story. And I, I know Merrill has done some interviews. I don't know if he fully disclosed exactly what his side of it was. Um, so hopefully we find out more information about it. But it's like I can see where that line gets distorted when you're not like I do a lot of stuff with people that I grew up with. So for me, it's like. It's a really simple line, like you don't do corny shit because, like, I don't know, like it's not one or the other. Like I don't look at it like, yo, I DJ, and that's different than my life from my my homies. Like so, I, I DJ with my homie. Right. I do podcasts with my homies. So it's not like, who would I do it with if I did corny shit to y'all? You know, so like right. I, I don't get how Joe Budden and he and him and his friends broke up. But then again, when you reach a certain level of money, maybe corny nature comes out of people, and, and you know what I'm saying, like. You, you find yourself in a situation where you're making friend decisions during business times and business right. decisions when you shouldn't be making friend ones. But um, definitely wish uh, Jesus and Mero all the best, man, and uh, hopefully they find independent uh, success. Yeah, it sucks. I, I definitely enjoyed them together. Um, Spec, have you heard LeBron James has trademarked uh, the term shut up and dribble? Dribble. <laughs> I know how to talk. I did not hear about that. No. When did he recently did that? Uh, yeah. He um. Let me see. Hold on. He did that. I think this week. Uh, LeBron James files a trademark. Shut up and dribble. Something that he wants to use on a lot of pieces of merch and possibly like uh, uh, what's what they call it? intellectual property, such as like podcasts or you know um, production companies, things like that. Smart business move, if you ask me. I think it's kind of ironic though, because that's not his term. 
He got that from Laura Ingram, Ingram. right? Yeah. I mean, but it was but it was directed, directed to at him, him so. which is actually a good a good way. Wait, to, so now I'm mm, taking that yeah. shit because the reality is, after that situation, we started to hear that phrase mm-hmm. a lot more. Shut up and dribble. Yeah. Prior to that, we didn't. That wasn't really a thing. But I guess my thing is, can she stop that in any way, shape, or form? No, because she, she didn't trademark Because she didn't trademark it before he did. So it's ah. all about who who has who claims the rights to it. it. That so makes sense. Okay, I can, I could, I could have been saying this shit for ten years, but if I have a trademark, it ain't mine. Yeah, yeah. They so said on July eighteenth. People's are smart. That man, listen, he got a smart team around him. Yep. Uh, said so he filed it on July eighteenth um, with the patent in the trademark office, and uh, mentions an array of vir- virtual world goods that Mr. James was to put shut up and dribble on, including accessories, virtual clothing, and memorabilia. Entertainment, including uh, social media posts, podcasts, and movies, is also included in the filing. Mm. Um, the filing also mentions clothing, namely T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, and jackets, um, without mentioning that those items uh, would be sold virtually. So that might be like... He's going to make a lot of money off that shit. <laughs> nah, he, LeBron is setting himself up very nicely. Um, he recently said something that leads us uh, to our next Have You Heard. Um, and that was when he spoke about uh, Brittany Griner saying that if he, he's not sure if, if, if it was him, if she should even want to return it back to the country. Um, they've seen that on the trailer uh, for his new for his show, The Shop, coming back for its fifth season. Um, but I, my next have you heard is have you heard Brittany Griner is involved in the biggest trade of her career. Um, they're thinking about bringing Brittany Griner back home in exchange for a arms dealer. Um very famous arms dealer, right? What do they call him? The Merchant of Death, Victor Bout. <laughs> um, and it's Brittany Grinder as well as uh, there's a the ex marine, right? Yeah, there's another dude that's uh-huh. supposed to be involved in the trade. Um, and it's it's I want to I want Brittany home. This is what for some vape. Yeah, it's some <laughs> this nonsense. is stupid, bro. Yeah, it's like it's corny. And you know what I think is sad, and it's not mentioned. She played over there for a lot of years. She, yeah. she did a thing for them and was actually risking her life to return back to finish for that team, right? To finish it because I guess they have a break and then they finish their season. Oh, it so, wasn't a part of the Olympics that she was over there for when that happened? No, I don't believe oh, Olympics. okay. Because she was going specifically to Russia and they were telling U.S. Uh, athletes not to go to Russia. So she knew. Oh, I but, thought, she, okay. So, but I think in her heart, she felt because that team held her down financially all these years, she felt like some type of loyalty to them. She's won championships with them. Right. So the fact that I think that they use her as a pawn in this global... Well, it's not the team that's using her. Not the team, right. but the country, right? Is... Well, yeah, I mean, it's the con- Putin. I mean, yeah, yeah. you shouldn't really expect anything. I guess of... I would still feel betrayed, though. If I just to, like, I'll be like, yo, I've done... I, I held y'all down for six summers. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, she could feel that way. I, I don't think... Yeah, I mean, she probably feels betrayed by a lot of people, about you. but she probably feels betrayed by the U.S. government. Maybe not working hard enough. Um, I heard a quote where one of her coaches said, "Would Tom Brady still be over there?" Which you, you can get into an athlete debate, <laughs> but there's a lot of other things along with whether the level of athlete that they. But Tom Brady's another level of athlete. You know right. What I'm I mean, she's not the not Tom Brady. Equal. She's not the Tom Brady of the WNBA. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's also is like. Yeah, but there are social, economical, and racial without factors. Without a doubt, yeah, without that a doubt. Fact. Um, I think Keith brought up um, Lonzo Ball's brother. Yes, getting brought home but by was Trump. that in Russia? No, that's China. Okay, that was yeah, China. Yeah. I mean, it's but not it's the not same. like we got better relations with. <laughs> well, with we we Russia. do have a better yeah. relate because we we don't like each other, but mm. we do business, business with each other. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, it only mm. makes sense. 
But they yeah. were but they were stealing over there, which is a big violation. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I mean they they that, broke the law. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean listen. <laughs> nah, but um, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But bring Britney home, man. Like we, we definitely want want Britney come back home. She should consider herself lucky. I mean, because you know in Russia, listen, you you commit crimes over there. Most people ain't ain't gonna see the light of day for several years. So, um, the fact that she's coming home now, well, hopefully, you know. Consider herself lucky. And they keeping her decked out. She always got a new outfit on when I see her, man. <laughs> like, fresh to they death. holding her down over there. Like, shit, Brittany. I knew she dressed better than she dressed. <laughs> nah, but bring like that's a good point you bring up. Like, I know she's probably bummed out, but in the back of her head, her status is giving her a level of privilege that most people shit, if, if it was me, we, we wouldn't, we be, wouldn't talking even... <laughs> be talking about it. I so. wouldn't even get that call, man. No, it's like, come on now. Be grateful. Definitely, definitely, man. Um, spec. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna try out our technology here, man. You know, we we doing big things. Shout out to everybody. I said on the YouTube, still rocking out with us, and you know, what I mean, we got our screen up here. So I wanna show my man Spec some things that I found on the internet. Can we do that? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Things I found on the internet. Uh, first video up. See if this one will play. This one made me chuckle a little. <laughs> little start a little dog video, you know what I mean? Start things off light. Uh, I wonder how long it took her to realize that her dog does that if she just starts this. <laughs> Alright, let me see what else I got here for you. Uh, things I found on the internet. Oh, this is crazy. Actually, I didn't even find this on the internet. My man actually uh, sent me this. So he said uh, it was a coworker of mine driving, and a deer ran out, right, in the mm-hmm. road. And he knows they hit it, but, you know, like, usually you run over it. Right. And so you'd feel, like, the tires not. But he didn't feel nothing with the tires. But he knows he made contact with it. And, you know, they just keep going. And he's, like, stinking the whole time. He's, like... Where's the deer? Where's the deer? Like I gotta go out and check check on the deer and shit. And just go back and look. And, wow. <laughs> and yo, hey, <laughs> yo, the motherfucker police was like, yo, we never seen nothing like this before, bro. <laughs> they was taking pictures of it. And shit. <laughs> That's crazy. Yo, how fast was you going that the shit got caught in your bumper? <laughs> Like, yo, that's some cartoon shit right there. It is. <laughs> that sucks for the deer. i never seen that before, man. And this is, uh, I got one more for you. Give you some context on this, right? Um, this is the cartoon author, and the caption says, uh, the, 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 the makers of Arthur know what they were doing. So Arthur's having a bad dream, um, that, that he's being, he's being ridiculed for, um, for knitting. Okay. Yeah, you know, like with needle and, and, and thread or whatever. So let's check it out. See if it'll pull it. I find it funny, but they should they they knew what they was doing. They come on now. I have to say shame on them. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like who 
Who's the creator of a fucking author? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I had to show you that one. <laughs> wow. I'm surprised this isn't a bigger deal. That is crazy. Not a knitter. Spec want to fucking call Damn. up uh, Al Sharpton, man. <laughs> Damn, like, that's just no. That uh, yo, <laughs> Spec, that is another episode in the books, man. Um, I appreciate you coming out, uh, doing an episode with me, brother. Always, um, always. You don't got social media, do you? No, <laughs> and he's gonna keep it that way, man. <laughs> um, but you can find your boy Plickapeezy on Instagram at Plickapeezy, uh, P L I C C A P E E Z Y. Also, find me on Twitter at DJ Playboy. Um, follow Perfect Talk Podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Um, check out our website, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com, for every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast, The Night Shift, my radio show, and the other radio show I do with my brother, um, DJ Show Money Talks Radio, coming back real soon. Um, also every episode of money, sorry, excuse me. Every episode of the perfect talk podcast is available on Apple podcast, Google podcast, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, radio, uh, Spotify. I, I probably said SoundCloud already, but it's on there too, man. Let them know <laughs> well, everywhere podcasts are available, found available. Uh, go get them right there and leave a rating, leave a like, leave a review. Let them know what you think. Um, we're going to keep putting these out for you, man. We're going to keep rocking with you and you see me stepping the game up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, you see sir. how we doing it? So, you know what I mean? Um, got that merch coming soon, man. Looking for them perfect talk cups, man. You start your day off the right way. Um, Spec, I read something this week, man, that the uh, a popular ice cream truck staple is coming to an end. Uh, it's called the Chaco Taco. Um, I don't think I've ever tried it. Oh, wow. I've <laughs> never had it, but I, I know I've definitely seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it, man. But um, it's summertime. You know what I'm saying? What's your go-to? Uh, if you was gonna go for like an ice cream, I guess snack of some sort. What's your go-to? Um, I keep shit simple: vanilla ice cream. Just regular vanilla. Just regular cold. vanilla. <laughs> That's it. The McFlurry is tough. I ain't gonna hold you. The McFlurry. Yeah, I mean, is tough. I, 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 I could do a McFlurry Oreo McFlurry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get too crazy with ingredients. You, know you fuck with the Blizzard? Yeah, Dairy I Queen? do Dairy Queen. Yes, and you know Oreo. Oreo, <laughs> it's like Oreo, Oreo is McFlurries. I do like Oreos, so you, you know what I want to. Actually, you might. You live over there now. Is Cold Stone still around? Yes, Cold Stones are still around. Uh, right, yo, Cold Stone been around since we went to school. Yeah. <laughs> yo, they used to have a long ass line. I remember, like, I was they like, I'm not fucking. Do they really? <laughs> People still love. Cold. I don't really. Uh, I tasted. Like, uh, my son went there last week. I haven't had Cold Stones in years. Yeah, I'm surprised it's still there. <laughs> Close to it. It's been a long time. That shit outlived Wings Over there. Albany or some shit. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it tastes... It's, it's a little too too rich for my blood. Is it? Oh, with the, the type of... Uh, yeah, I don't, it's is. just... Even if you just get plain vanilla, it's very rich. I seen a commercial the other day for Baskin Robbins. I was like, yo, where's your Baskin Robbins at? They used to work in downtown there. Albany. Is it? Yeah. Is it connected to a Dunkin' Donuts? Uh... It is... Con- no, it's the standalone Baskin Robbins. Is it? It's, it's just a small shop. And it's been there... For almost two decades, actually. Really? I might make a trip down. I, I used to work at Bass Robbins um, when I was in high school. I, I visited mm-hmm. Albany for the first time in 99, and that store was here. Really? So, yeah, <laughs> over 20 years. Oh, shit. Um, 
So before we get out of here, bro, usually I ask uh, Keith at this time what he's watching on television. Um, but I want to know specifically, man. You said you seen uh, Chris Hart. Chris Hart, Chris, Chris Rock, Rock Chris, Chris, Chris yeah. Harry, right? Chris Rock, and Chris Rock Kevin Hart, um, and, and, and where were they in Brooklyn? Barclays. Yep. And, yes, um, yeah, you seen them this week, man. Um, without I guess giving away any of their material, how was it? What well, was I heard something about like a goat named Will Smith. I don't know if that was the show you went to, but I heard Kevin Hart had a goat named Will Smith that he gave to Chris Rock. Um, and just a lot of stuff, a lot of cool stuff going on. I think Dave Chappelle opened up the first night. Um, that they were performing there. Um, what was your experience like though? Yeah, from what I understand, I mean, every night, you know, they had a little something different in terms of the performers, mm-hmm. um, because they had like uh, three three dudes come out uh, before Chris Rock and Kevin Hart actually came out. There was like three people. The they kept it short, you know, ten minute sets. So there was like a half hour show before the real show started, um, you know. And they 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 it was funny, you mm-hmm. know. They both talked about, you know, it was just pretty much about family. A little bit of pop, pop uh, a little bit about politics, uh, but both of them, it was just mostly family, family jokes. You know, they talked about their life and current events. Um, obviously, there were a few Will Smith jokes in there. Chris Rock addressed um, it. He did. He made a couple jokes about it, but he didn't talk about it at length. Oh, other you said other people made Chris made Will Smith jokes. Yeah, other uh, people. You know, like um, Tony Rock performed. Okay. Uh, so you know, obviously, he said a couple of things. About uh, Will Smith. Uh, you seen the apology? You know, Will dropped the new apology. Right? I heard about it. I didn't yeah. see it. Yeah, he apologized to Tony in the new one. Oh, did he? Yeah, because I think him. He's like, he's like me and Tony was cool. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, right. Hey, he yeah. Tony. Tony like he was the first person to speak up about it. He was yeah. he was upset about it. Obviously, you know that's his brother, so he's gonna be upset. But yeah, um, you know, Chris, he didn't. He made. He had like two jokes about Will Smith. You know, but that's about it. Yeah, he's, he's smart. he know he doing. He know he doing. He little sit down and if you get some paper for it or whatever. That's it. Um, but a good show nonetheless. Good Enjoyed show yourself? nonetheless. Yes, sir. That's what's up, man. I'm getting older now, man. You know what was, was crazy though? Cause my girl told me about um, there's a podcast I fuck with, and um, she's actually performing up here in a couple months. So my girl was like, "Yo, let me get tickets to the show." And I was like, realized I was like, I don't even think I've ever watched her stand up. I just cool. know her name is uh, Nikki Glazer, but I know her for podcasting. So it's like that name sounds familiar. She's a fun, she's a funny comedian, but I don't really know her stand up like that. So, but I was like, I thought I was like, I'll go, you know, just because comedians is like the rock stars nowadays, right? Like that's like I won't really leave my house for a music act. I don't think so, or because I'll be like, I gotta stand up. <laughs> like, hello, what time it, they coming out to perform? There's a few people I say, okay, I'll go see that. Well, my girl was like the ten o'clock show. Right, which I was like, yo, the ten o'clock show. Ten, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yo, <laughs> I was like, I know I'm getting old. I'm like the ten, yeah, but ten p.m. She, but but I would consider it. But I ain't considering no ten o'clock show for no hip. They ain't coming out at one a.m. Right, <laughs> like no way, bro. Like yo, like so. Even for comedy, I was like ten o'clock is pushing it. But that's <laughs> this is what Wash looks like, ladies and gentlemen. No, hell yeah, but nah. Um, yo, pleasure doing the show with you, brother. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? Uh, we gonna keep it going for you, man. And uh, check us out, man. We up out of here. Say goodbye to the people, brother. Let's go. Peace.